You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Now, I'm going to attempt to turn a microphone on, folks. I have Bill Winters with me from RoadSafe. Um, give me one moment. It's radio made by local people for local people. 1FM 98.5, live and local. Uh, Bill, can you uh, speak into that microphone in front of you? Yes, Plomo, speaking now. Hang on, speak again. Yes, Plomo, speaking now. Uh, do it again. Speaking now. Okay, I'm not too sure if I've got the right one. They're all turned on. All the studio microphones are turned on, so we can try that. Um, Let's try this one. Yeah, that, well, that works okay. Um, oh, beautiful. So, road safe. Uh, what do you got to talk about? Well, there's a lot going on, isn't there, at the moment, and it's a bit like the information we're getting from um, the Visitor Information Centre, which I thoroughly enjoy listening to. And um, like them, we've got lots, lots going on. And uh, I, just, I, was, I was talking to... Um, Ignore that phone. Johnny, um, a couple of weeks ago about um, the Safe Plate event coming up at the IGA store here in North Shepparton and I can say that we um, we helped 50 people to um, secure their number plates with one-way screws and we thank them very much for coming along because as we know, somewhere around 10,000 uh, sets of number plates are stolen within Victoria each year and most of those are used for illegal purposes. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts, yeah. And some, of course, um, uh, saved for um, those people who put them into man caves. Uh, so that's why it's so important to attach them very securely. Yep, so that's uh, just cars, motorbikes as well, do you do? Uh, we, we, we can do motorbikes, but um, the vast majority of them are cars and cars. Uh, light trucks. Yep, yeah, yeah. okay. They seem to do those. So that's a free service? or That's a free service with yep. a, a gold coin donation if you can afford it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bill, you can move the microphone up a bit so you don't have to twist your neck. <laughs> um, might be a bit better. There you are. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds fine. One of the things I noticed over the um, course of the flooding event around the Gold, Great mm-hmm. Golden Valley was the tremendous effort by the like, Rotary Lions, yep. Kiwanis Clubs, all pitching in in all, all different ways, and um, we've all seen them in action. And I'd just like to remind people that um, the uh, the Rotary Club have got a, uh, a massive um, event coming up on New Year's Eve over at Marupna, and... Uh, um, but just before that, they'll be selling a lot of raffle tickets for um, a number of prizes, and one of them is a motor vehicle and uh, and a couple of uh, $1,000 vouchers as well. Are you saying that the Mardi Gras is going to happen? Well, let's hope so. Yeah, because I'm, I'm asking everyone, and you've just said New Year's Eve, raffle, Marupna. Yeah, I hear it, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we folks, remember where Marupna is. <laughs> yeah, folks, it could happen. Sorry, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. yeah. And... Uh, uh, a um, little bit excited about this one. Um, the motor vehicle club that I'm in, Golden Valley Motor Vehicle Drivers Club, is celebrating 50 years of um, uh, service, I guess, um, yep. being a club. It's actually 52 years because um, the COVID incident has um, delayed it by yep. a couple of years. And we'll be celebrating that one um, this weekend. And we're kicking off with uh, an event tonight at the Woolshed um, down in Kyala. Yep. So we're really looking forward to that and quite a number of um, some of the older folks that have been in the club for a long time. So that's like a dinner or...? It's, it's a dinner, dinner, yeah. Yep. That's good and we're going to have a raffle there and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So it's pretty exciting stuff for those mm. that are in, um, involved in vintage and veteran classic cars. Yeah, 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 it is. 50 years too. I mean, uh, yeah, there you go. It's not going away yet. No, I don't think so. The club's very strong and I, I'm, my guess is about... 
maybe about 230, 240 members. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's quite a large club. And no one with an electric car is trying to join yet? <laughs> no. Good, no. good. No, no, no. Uh, one Johnny and I uh, speak of quite often is being seen on roads for cyclists. Seen on road. Seen on roads. So what that means is that if you're a cyclist, you need to be seen. Mm. You know, that means wearing perhaps a colourful helmet, um, colourful clothing, fluoro clothing, because you are sharing the road with uh, motor vehicles, yeah. motor cars, um, other um, motorbikes, trucks, that type of thing. So it's important that um, th- those of us who drive cars, etc., we can see the motorcyclists or motorbike and um, cyclists um, quite clearly. And, yep. you know, we've noticed quite a lot of um, young people around the Greater Golden Valley area just um, riding around with black clothes on um, and or no helmet at yeah, all. Yeah, no bloody helmet. No helmet. And it, it really pees me off because mm. as a parent because you know what the dangers are. Um, I know it's like to get a massive knock on the head as, as a young person. Yep. And some people may say that's affected me since yep. then. But um, what we're saying to you that um, any speed can be very dangerous if you yeah. hit your head on the pavement. Yeah, you've just and got to hit a random rock the wrong way and, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day about um, safer cycling and uh, what sort of gear he wears and helmet and all that sort of stuff. And he tells me he had a, um, a big fall recently and hit his head on the road and it smashed the, the, the helmet, which mm. is sort of plastic fiberglass combination. And he said that that saved him from a very serious injury. Yeah. So, you know, it can happen and it does happen far too often. Yeah, and there's way too many kids out there without their helmets on trying to look cool. Yeah, yeah. And also those of us who um, drive motor vehicles, you've got to remember that at um, speeds at less than 60 k's an hour, Mm. we must give at least one metre distance between a cyclist and ourselves. And um, when the speed limit is in excess of 60 k's, it's a metre and a half plus. Yep. Yep. So um, that's it. Um, One of the exciting things we're working on in RoadSafe Golden Valley at the moment is rejigging some of our brochures. Mm -hmm. And the one I've been working on the last week or so is called Driving on Country Roads. Yep. So we're just going to make that a little bit more relevant to the times. It's a document that's um, a little bit old and we're just touching it up a little bit with um, some more information. Mm -hmm. And it it covers really interesting subjects about... um, for instance, in-car driver distractions. Yeah. And a lot of us will be going on holidays very soon yeah. and long-distance um, travelling. And uh, through COVID, most of us didn't go for long-distance drives. Mm. Um, so it's, it's got to be um, – you've got to be prepared for it. And uh, driver fatigue is something yeah. I've noticed. You know, I, I usually find about the hour and three-quarter, two-hour mark, I start to tire a little bit or yep. my mind wanders. And I get a little bit distracted in the cars, so it's um, it's a very important point to have those brakes. Yeah, know, make sure you are fresh when you go for that long distance drive. Yeah, it certainly and is. Had a good sleep the night before. Yeah, my partner does all the driving. She's great. I mean, I don't drive long distances. She does it all. So oh, yeah, well, oh, <laughs> lucky boy. You are lucky. Doesn't work like that in our family. Oh. no, I, I tend to do most of those type of drives. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not allowed to drive. Um, Johnny and I spoke about uh, recently is the wildlife hazards that are on the road mm. and we're talking about in particular with the causeway yeah lots of kangaroos and um, goannas and snakes and that type of thing yeah coming up for the dry land yeah, yeah. and they're still around people mm. are telling me about snakes they've seen etc etc so be aware yeah yeah particularly if you're driving in country areas yep we had a turtle we went to uh 
Yarrawonga last weekend, and we had a turtle, and he was right up on his legs crossing the road. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Sprinting across the road, wasn't well, it? Well, for a turtle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a year, we had to slow down and go around him, but yeah. Yeah, well, so you should. Yeah. yeah. So you should. And they, we generally find them near water, and there's lots of water yeah. around at the moment. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's um, hopefully they're in the right lagoons and in the right rivers and they don't get caught, dried up in a, yeah, bit worried about that. Mm. What else you got? What else, Scott? Um, the LTP program in Shepparton yep. is uh, having a training session tomorrow at Berry Street and they, and they and I will be training some new uh, volunteers to come on board to support uh, Jennifer in the Berry Street program. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh, I think there'll be uh, quite a number of um, new participants there and we look forward to meeting them and supporting them in their um, in the way that they support and help young people that need um, driving practice. And yep. there's a lot of young people out there at the moment that need that practice for different reasons. And yes. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, yes. And, um, yeah, we've, we've so all been tapped on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah so that's... um. The LTP thing, you, you're helping kids get their driving hours up? Yeah, so, yep. so, so what Berry Street does, they hold a contract to supply um, LTP um, training for um, mentors and um, young people. Yep. So f- on the, the side of the young person, they need support for a varying reasons. They may not have a car or a licence in the family yeah. or an appropriate licence. Mm-hmm. Mum and dad might have a motorbike licence, for instance, or a truck licence, or yep. they're away a lot. And or they may be um, one of twins or triplets or whatever, so it becomes very hard for the, um, yeah. the older folk to support them to get that driving hour practice. They need at least 120 hours. Still 120. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. No, and it was, certainly it wasn't when I was. Yeah, I hear stories I about that. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, just go down there and you drive around the block. Oh, pretty much. I've heard <laughs> that story so many times. And but look, the 120 hours is there. It's yep. uh, 20 hours of night driving, including mm. inclusive in that 120. Yeah. And you can see the difference over the course of the journey. Yeah. You know, and particularly around say the 20, 30 hour mark, you, you see that uh, generally the young people settle down and they really respond to uh, the directions that are given to them, and they drive very smoothly. And that's yep. what I look forward. To um, seeing with them, and then you know, eventually they go through and they get a license, and hopefully everything's good beyond that. Yeah. So we uh, we have people that have got a full license come forward and say, yes, I would like to support uh, a young person in the LTP program. What do I have to do? Yeah. And of course, you have to go through like the crim check form, um, the uh, having a working with children's card, have a. Um, a driving's license, driver's license, of course, and a good driving record. Yep. And then we provide the, the training session. Yep. So uh, do you have a lot of people wanting to get their hours up with you? Is there a waiting list or...? Well, there certainly is a waiting list with, yeah. um, with the young people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure at the, this point how many there would be, but uh, we're getting quite a few inquiries from older people um, seeking to help young people. Yeah. And I think that is post-COVID when a lot of people reassessed the values in their life. Yeah. And they had an opportunity to slow down a little bit and just watch the world and say, look, there are a lot of good young people out there that need that support. Yeah. And uh, I was the LTP program coordinator for the better part of 12, 12 and a half years. And Jennifer has taken over uh, since January this year. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's I've, I've just been able to step back a little bit and just watch it grow and grow and grow and Jenny tells me quite often you know she's had half a dozen inquiries for the week that type of thing yeah. um, of older people uh, wishing to help the young ones yeah because like, if you're a kid and you want to get your license and you know you don't have anyone there um, it's a good thing that you're doing it can help people progress oh look and they're so, they're so grateful mm. and um it's a pleasure to deal with them and they um you have fun as well in the car yep. and you can also go on little journeys if you wish to and as, as their experience increases yep. and you get to know them and um you, you see them go on forward in their lives and start to achieve um yep. another tick on their bucket i suppose and a lot of them, it's about getting a job or further education or being able to move around and catch up with friends yeah. and family. Um, Their independence. And in country regions, we know it's um, probably more important to have mm. a driver's licence, whereas perhaps in the city you can get away with a little bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a tram or a train to just about anywhere. Yes, yes. And, and quite often I hear young people say, oh, well, I'll wait till I'm 21 or whatever. Mm. I'm going to Melbourne for uni and uh, I, d I don't need a licence. But yep. um, yeah, sometimes you've got to drive back from Melbourne to Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The trains aren't always working. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's no, an awesome thing. Fantastic program. Yeah. And um, as I said, I've been involved with the better part of 12 and a half years. And my guesstimate would be of the P-plates or P-platers that we've supported would have to be in the region of 400 plus. Okay, yeah. You know, so it's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, that's 400 people that you might have helped. Yes, yeah. And um, I'd, I'd like to think they're all good drivers yeah. as well and um, they make the right choices on the road. Yeah. And that's what Road Safe is about, is supporting um, community groups, school groups, etc., to make the right choices, be informed, mm. and, um, you know, um, perhaps approach driving with a bit more um, clarity about what their responsibilities are, yeah. about sharing the road. Yeah, yeah, there's some people there that think it's a racetrack. Um, I'm more of the granny driver myself. I drive under the speed limit and <laughs> part along in the corner. I don't try to get in an argument about somebody cutting in front of me. I just, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, as, as some kids say, whatever. You yeah. Know, and, uh, you know, you just let those people go by. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no point getting in a, uh, yeah, an ego match with people like that. Um, no. Yeah, well, you know, the people you're training probably aren't going to be like that. No, they're not like that at all. Yeah. And I've, I've learnt so much from our volunteers over the years. You know, sometimes you, you get in a car with them and you listen to the way they deliver a message and you go, well, that's good, I like that. I like the way they do that. Yep. And I was fortunate about maybe three or four weeks ago, I provided some training in Seymour for a new group of volunteers. One was an ex-policeman who mm -hmm. um, taught or instructed uh, high-speed um, driving for yep. police. Um, another one was ex-army and um, taught um, army personnel how to drive like big tanks and mm -hmm. trucks, things like that. And another one had a senior position in a government authority. And so they all had some involvement with road safety and training and um, policy and procedure. Yep. And to have the four of us in the car at once and discussing it and going through the, uh, the machinations of um, how to be a, a volunteer in the LTP program and me acting as a learner driver, mm -hmm. their, their role is to give directions and pick up on hazards and correct any errors I might make. Yep. So, look, okay, 
call me naive, but I just assumed the LDP thing was Shepparton, but it's, it's bigger than Shepparton? No, it's massive. It's Victorian-based. It? Oh, okay. Um, there you go. Um, I'm going to say um, um, a couple of times, but I'm, I'm thinking there's probably around 55 programs okay. in Victoria. Yep, okay. And uh, the Berry Street program sh- centred in Shepparton, Mora, Strathbogie and Mitchell Shires and Wasmur and India as well at one stage yep. would have probably somewhere in the region 160 um, lunar drivers on the road. That's a lot. And something like about eight cars, yep. uh, which Berry Street... Um, provide so you see them getting around town everywhere um the decals are all over them ltp and um yeah i have seen uh, yeah yes <laughs> they so, all look the same they all look, the, the, the white kias are high on dies yeah and they've got a great big ltp and vic roads and yeah yeah, yeah i've seen them yeah the transport stickers yep and um people always say oh, i saw your car there and i saw that and which is generally speaking that it's good Mm-hmm. Um, people say, oh, that driver did a really great job. And yep. sometimes, you know, you get other feedback as well. So you take that on board and then you have a talk to that learner driver, of course. Yeah, but so many dints on the cars? No, not really. Not no, yet? Not consistent. <laughs> I wouldn't say not yet, but it does happen. Yeah. And they are learner drivers. And mm. you've got to appreciate the... Uh, when you let's say got 170 learners on the road, that's a lot of hours that have been accrued each yeah. week, each month, each each year. Yeah. And you know, look, the dangers are out there, and it's the best advice I would give is that you put a learner driver into a situation that they can handle and you can handle. Mm. So obviously, someone who's only got a couple of hours driving practice, you wouldn't drive them through the middle of Shepparton, yeah. and certainly not over the Causeway or Watt yeah. Road or anything like that. Now it's um, quiet streets, back streets, like around um, this area here. Yeah, quite ideal, quite ideal. Yeah, and then as they progress through the stages. Uh, stage one being, in our case, uh, the learner drivers get professional drive lessons for free mm-hmm. and the driving school comes back and says, yes, this person's good or perhaps you've got to watch that or whatever. Yeah. And then you match them with a volunteer and then the volunteer would take them into what we call stage two, very quiet areas. And as they start to accrue those hours, we give them more professional drive lessons and then they go into the stage three. So stage two, stage three might be around the Balaclava, Knight Street, Yep. Um, to give you an example, yep. and then maybe towards the end of that, to- down Wyndham Street doing lane changes, yep. um, obeying all the, d- the traffic signs, that type of thing, lights. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of, um, actually, no, I won't say that. Um, I was going to make a comment about some drivers in the south of ship, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'll just keep my, uh, yeah, but I'll stop now. Yeah. Um, so anything else? He's looking at the book, folks. Yes, I'm looking at the f- a book, and we mentioned the uh, Rotary and Lions Clubs. Yes. Don't forget, Lions Clubs are also selling those raffle tickets. Yes. And they've also got Christmas cakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Christmas cakes, yep. Yep, and we've been going down to the IGA store here in North Shepparton uh, in the last week or so and selling quite a few. So yep. we appreciate su- that support because those money or those funds that are raised goes back into our community. Yeah. Not in the middle of... You know, somewhere else, you know, it goes into the Shepparton and Marupna yeah, community good. to support those that are in need. And mm. some of the efforts that we have seen over the last few weeks supporting people that have been flood affected, just been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, well, there is a, uh, there's a fair few people that, that need our help at the moment and our understanding with uh, all the things that have gone on around the place. All right, then. Lovely. Well, 
Thanks for coming in and uh, chatting with us today, Bill. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yep, and, um, well, you'll be back to Johnny next week. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, folks. I tried, all right? I tried. You did 90- a great job, didn't you? <laughs> 98.5, 1FM, live and local. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.